Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now she's sleepy every episode see this is he maybe this is why for my pick next we might have to get out of this holly jolly shit now because y'all motherfuckers be sleepy when we watch the traditional christmas movies no i'm sleepy because i'm sleepy nah 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 nah. what'd you say i was feeling i was feeling something with this one i will not spoil anything oh again i i ain't you know i'm not only one no i don't know we're gonna get into it but first chris going and get us into this one let's get into some Theme music. Ebenezer Scrooge. It's the holiday hustle. It's the holiday hustle. It's the holiday hustle. It's the holiday hustle. Home video hustle. Got the holiday hustle. It's the holiday hustle. It's the holiday hustle. Hustle. It's the holiday hustle. It's the holiday hustle. I just found out that I'm probably terrible at charades. As the theme music was going and the microphones were turned off, I was trying to tell Chris, hey, tilt your camera down just a little bit. And I think he thought I was dancing with him. <laughs> I, I just, know what you were doing either. So in Chris's defense. Hey, look. <laughs> like I said, I, I have a mouth for a reason. We talk. What's going on, everybody? Yeah, drink it yet. I drank a little bit. I've been drinking. Surfboard. I'm Brent. Chris. Anita. And this is the home video hustle where we do what, Christopher? H-U-S-D-L-E hustle. Oh, he's like, I, he was debating which one to go with. I saw that in his eyes. I could read your mind, Chris. I thought you was going to follow up with the, with the rest of it. Oh, did I fuck up? I don't even know. Did I, did I say something wrong? Motherfucking hustle. I oh, I do. Up. I do usually say that, don't I? <laughs> well, like you say, hey, look, cause you, I threw me off with the dancing thing just now. <coughs> they know what the fuck I'm talking about. This is episode 328. And this wasn't a Chris pick. This wasn't a Nita pick. This ain't my pick. This is the listeners, or better yet, the patrons, the people who give us money every month got give to decide. Money. That's right. The patrons, they wanted us to watch Scrooged. Had either of y'all seen this before? No. Nope. Really? I'm the only one this time. This is the rare one. for I'm like, I'm the one that's seen this one. I used to love this movie when I was a kid. Haven't seen it in probably like, I was telling you, about 10, 15 years. It's been a while since I watched this. But it plays constantly on AMC, especially during the holidays. It's probably playing right now. Yeah. If you log on or turn to that channel or whatever the fuck. Came out in 1988, though. 
hour and 41 minutes long. How much y'all think Scrooge cost to make? Uh, uh, let's say 15 mil. 15? What you think, Anita? I'm going to say 30. 30? Yeah. <clears throat> wrong! 32. Uh. 32 milli to make Scrooge. But the thing is, do y'all think this was a hit? Do y'all think this made money? What you think it made? I feel like it might have been too smart for its time. Mm-hmm. 1988? I'm going to say it made 55. 55, okay. Modest little hit for you. What you think, Anita? I was actually going to say 56. I was going to say. Wrong! <sighs> it made more than both of what y'all said. It made a lot of fucking... This was a big hit. <laughs> In 1988, money, hit? though. Don't say billions or no crazy shit like that. Did it make 100 million? You think 100? Anita, what you think? Want to try again? I'm going to go 78. Well, Anita is. Wrong! And Chris is. This cost 32 million and made $100.3 million at the box office. Big money. Here's a, It's a fun number. There's a guess for you or a little hint for you. What do you think this got on IMDb? Something point nine. 6.9. 6. I was like, you literally get out of the way. Well, y'all like those. I, I do, I, can I get a hint? I gave you a big hint. That's a freebie. 69. Give me one more time. Come on, ride that thing, baby. Yeah, yeah baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, this is, I don't think this has ever happened before. Breaking new ground here. The audience number and the critics number are exactly the same. They're, they're in complete agreement with each other, which I don't think, like I said, has ever happened. So, fuck it. What do y'all think the critics... And the audience gave this on Rotten Tomatoes accumulatively. You know my first question. What's up? Is it above sixty? It's both. It's fresh on both. Okay. So seventy-two. Seventy-two. I'm gonna go eighty. Eighty. Anita. Wrong. Chris, you fucking PJ. Wrong. Thanks. Seventy-one percent. On both, off by one. <laughs> But the critics and audience both gave it a 71 accumulatively, which is wild. This is directed by Richard Donner. Directed the old Superman movie. Yeah, yeah. Superman. The one where he went around the he went around the world and turned the world back in time for a few seconds. Well, if he could turn back time, Chris, you know, he had to save his wifey. Somebody got that yeah. reference out there. Somebody knows what the fuck I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, this is starring Bill Murray, Karen Allen. John Forsyth, Bobcat Goldthwaite, Carol Kane, Robert Mitchum, Michael J. Pollard, Alfre Woodard, and lots of other familiar faces if you can just watch a lot of old movies and comedies and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, better. Y'all said y'all haven't seen Scrooge. Have y'all seen any adaptations of A Christmas Carol? Yes. Which ones have yes. you seen? I think the cartoon one. The cartoon. The, 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 you talking about that CG Jim Carrey one? Yes. I, ha- I have seen that one most of it. If not all of it. Um, Which ones have you seen? I have man? seen. I have seen. I think I've seen a Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, and Michael I have King. seen. Yep. And I have seen um, the Disney Christmas Carol, I think. Is that the Jim Carrey? It, is, thing? it was, was a Disney? It was a Mickey one. Oh, a Mickey um, one. oh, I've seen that cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Okay. This is the only version of a Christmas Carol I've ever seen, is this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And to this day, it's still the only version. I've and there's ever so seen. many. Oh like, yeah, screwed and, short. And I've seen the Married with Children version. Well, yeah. And if I you start counting shit version. like that, like if you count TV show, like yeah. inter- like there's a, we you've seen a lot, but movie wise, this is the only film adaptation I've ever seen of the Christmas Carol. Yeah, it was a Jim Carrey one I've seen. Okay, now the I've CG one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never saw that one. I, I remember that's 
I don't know if that got a lot of love or not when it came out. Did you fuck with it? Did you like it? It was cool. Okay. That's like that. What was yeah. that era of like the Polar Express and all that shit where they had to like the, mm-hmm. the yeah. weird CG this is, kids? I think this is when they turned they turned up CG a little bit too much, and it was like it was uncanny valley. That's the phrase. Bit. I'm like, there's a phrase for it, the uncanny valley. Right after Polar Express, I think. Yeah, I was after that was like like that and Beowulf and something else too. Mm-hmm. Beowulf was like fucked up. Never saw Beowulf. I just know everybody talks about it in a bad way. <sighs> I see the first like 10, 15 minutes of it. And I was just like, nope. That is enough. We had controversy last episode. <laughs> we all had hot takes, but somebody had us beat with hot takes. It took me back to the old glory days of when PJ was getting threatened by Star Wars nerds on Twitter and threatened like, oh, you know, oh, I hope you die. I hope you, you know, your kid gets sick or some shit like that. Like all that. Because PJ back then and to this day, really. Was not familiar with none of the internet, so he was flummoxed by this, and I had to tell him like, "Oh yeah, they're called trolls, dog, and you don't feed them." But that's where the running joke came from, where I'd be like, "You know, blanks better than Star Wars, or Star Wars better than blank." That's it became because we were just fucking around with (laughs) that type of shit. But and it's I guess it's it's funny how the universe works because Anita was just saying, "Oh, you know." When, when they was giving you that love about the stag and all that, Anita was like, "That you just (laughs) completely forgot about me." Well. They ain't forgot about you no more because Anita got all kind of love. So let's go to TikTok and read some of the comments because that's In my where... defense. I really didn't care that much. I was just joking. Oh, yeah. I guess I brought myself to the forefront <laughs> and yeah. it wasn't intentional. Yeah, so that's usually how I really how didn't it think it was going to be that big of a deal. I didn't either when I posted that shit, but I was just like, what is going on here when I was reading them comments? So, Chris, because Chris, I haven't told any of this yet. So somebody commented, because the clip from the Christmas with the Cranks was when she, to, for context, Anita said that Jamie Lee Curtis was, did you call her mid or did you just say bad? I can't remember. I just said she was meh. She was mid then, like yeah. to use Chris's word. So somebody with the username Aaron Hernandez 0280, which is probably said a lot right there just by that name, I'm sure. This is women's problem. Like you can't be the best of the worst. It's like if you're not first, you last. This is women's problem, folks. Women, get it together. I know, right? Gosh. The homie Kahuna just said, those are some opinions. <laughs> and uh, and he said, I, I love the no one in this movie. Like when she was saying, she was like, there's nobody in this movie. When there was obviously Tim, Tim, I almost called that motherfucker Tommy. <laughs> Tim Allen and Jamie Lee Curtis and other people. There are people in that movie. Not people she was familiar with. But the wild one came from somebody named Edgar, and he says, oh, hell no to the lady who said that Jamie Lee Curtis is mid. May you get the most horrific, painful cancer in your entire life. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, no. And Anita responded, that seems like a dramatic response to a personal opinion to someone who doesn't care or know you. And there's no response there. Uh, let's go over to Instagram yep. now. <laughs> Unless you got anything to add to it. No, not really. That's it. That's it. There you go. Like you said, it's trolls. You don't feed them after midnight. Exactly. It's like them gremlins. Uh, the Dahlia Shabtoost on Instagram. She just says, she is mid. Anita is right. There you go. Somebody on your side. Thank you. And then Mike Bagford says, I hear the wrong sound effect about this opinion on Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> But Mike also said that my film comparisons to Christmas with the Cranks didn't bother him one bit. So I don't know if that means he agreed or he just didn't give a fuck. And he ended up giving... Well, Mike supported me. I take it back. I think my comment 
<laughs> well, he ended up giving the movie a five out of ten. So <laughs> I did want to know his score. I was listening to the episode that morning, and I was like, I want to know Mike's score. Well, what did he say exactly? He says, well, he didn't watch it. He just says, based on the description of the film, I would give it a five out of ten. It sounds like a middle of the road movie, which is basically what y'all said. <laughs> right. Mine so. is a middle of the road movie that's not funny, and that was the problem. Yeah, you said it was the same as fucking um, Tom Green. It was a Freddy Got Fingers, so that says a lot in itself right there, that that was the comparison. But fuck all that. We got to talk about fucking Charles Dickens and the Scrooge and whatnot. So Scrooge, Paramount <coughs> film, starts out with the credits and the titles. I would say right off the bat, Chris, let me know. Let, tell him how it started off for me. Um, so it, let's see. it started off with... Um, uh-oh. It was a TV intro or something, wasn't it? It starts out like motherfucking Die Hard about to pop off. You know what it reminded me oh, of? Yeah. She won't get the reference probably, but you might. I don't know if I ever showed you that episode. <laughs> but there's a movie called Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Ever show you I've that? I've seen pieces of that one. Okay, the Mystery Science Theater joint. Where it, the, the setting for this North Pole looks exactly like that cheap-ass set from that movie. But here it's done on purpose. Oh, yeah. I forgot. the yeah, it started with um, the Million Dollar Man. Lee Majors. At, at Lee Majors trying to save Santa Claus from being attacked by aliens. Well, get, I don't know if it was aliens or not. I don't think they showed aliens, but I just know they was getting bombed. No, like Santa's Workshop just started getting fucking RPG missiles up the asshole. And uh, the fucking dude comes up, up and he's like, <laughs> up the ass. And the homie comes <laughs> in and he takes off the hood. And I love that, like, this came out in 1988 and it's currently 2023. He takes off the hood. And there's like that moment where they they still shot on his face almost. And I just thought to myself watching, I'm like, there's going to be so many people watching that are like, who the fuck is that guy? Because when this came out, everybody's like, oh, shit, it's Lee Majors. And they even, of course, they pointed out and say, oh, the $6 million man. But there's probably a lot of people like, well, who the fuck is that? Like, why is that? Why are they holding on to his face for so long? Mm-hmm. It's like people that time have forgotten this about. Eight, this was 88. So was he, was he still relevant at that time? I think the six million dollar man was a seventy. So even I mean he was, he was even like past his prime reference wise when this came out. But that's the joke. Is that like, oh it's yeah. Lee Mayer? That's why he on TV doing fucking action Santa Claus movies now. <laughs> so that's the whole thing. He he him Santa Mrs. Claus everybody got the chops and they about to go out there and buck whoever the fuck was coming after him. And then you get a little you know TV static. Because it's a promo, we were just saying now. It's a promo for all the stuff coming onto this channel right now. And the next thing they show is Robert Goulet's uh, Cajun Christmas. He don't like the little boat doing his little singing thing, and it's an alligator coming mm. up behind that ass. You don't see what happens after that, though. But probably my favorite thing is it's just like a stupid, like, uh, leave it to Beaver joke. But she, it, the show is end up being called Father Loves Beaver. You get the joke there? <laughs> That's good. It reminded me of Chris. You remember in WWF they they repackaged the one headbanger into they named him Beaver Cleavage. You remember that? Oh, I think I do. But I I, I remember that joke for like two seconds. And it's just like, oh my god, it I was Chaz. Him. That's his name from the Headbangers. I'm pretty sure. But yeah, for mm. Anita, he's like so just just to show the wild she was watching on TV back in the day in wrestling. There was a guy, he had a gimmick. It was him and another dude, and they were like thrashers. They're the thrashers, the headbangers. They were like the rock and roll. They wore like the little like skirt things. They would come out there banging their heads and everything. Mm-hmm. But he got repackaged to, to a different character named Beaver Cleavage, and it was supposed to be like a playoff of the Leave It to Beaver and everything. But he had grown ass man, and the mom was like purposely wearing like a bra that had the titties all pushed up and everything. And so 
his whole gimmick was that he was always like trying to nestle up to her titties, almost playing like some incest type shit. Mm-hmm. That's supposed to be his mom. Yeah. But all that shit is playing on the TV promo. And I would just say flat out, I would have watched the hell out of that Christmas movie with Santa, you know, shooting people as a kid. I'd watch that now. Yeah. I mean, they've yeah. made it now multiple times. You had the movie with, um, what's the name, the dude from Stranger <coughs> Things playing Santa Claus, Violent Night, I think was the name of it. Yeah, um, yeah. And they got the John Woo movie out. his name now. It's uh, David Harbour, I think is his name. David Harbour, yeah. And they just I had... wanted to see that, but I just, I never got around to it. Well, Chris, we may come, we'll, we'll talk about something later. We'll figure something out. But yeah, all the promos are playing and there's a board and they're going over all the commercials and Bill Murray is the executive. His name is Frank. And he's just like, play the Scrooge promo. And it's, you know, it looked like a little Disney channel. Like, it reminded me of like a Wonderful World of Disney promo. Like you be watching ABC and they're like, oh, tonight on the Wonderful World of Disney. And he like, this shit sucks. And he's like, play my promo. And then he gets like, I don't even know how to describe this shit. <laughs> it's like a slasher movie, basically. It's showing like a drive-by happening, like drugs being used and explosions. It's like, it was like something that would have aired on Fox back in the day or something. And it just, at the end of it, it just says Scrooge. Had absolutely fuck all to do about Christmas. And he just sitting there, he like, nah, that's what the fuck I'm talking about. And Bobcat Goldthwait steps up, homie named Elliot. And he like, uh, yeah, no, bro. We can't play this shit. Are you crazy? He's like, well, what's your name again? He's like, I'm Elliot, sir. And he's like, he tells his secretary, he's like, uh, Get rid of this motherfucker, bro. Fuck him. Like, but it's Christmas. Oh, that's right. Cancel his bonus, too. <laughs> I'm going to just say it right now. I, ain't, I don't give a fuck. I love Frank. Frank is hilarious. We know. Mm-hmm. He is hilarious. Yeah. Like, see, there's actually a code for that. Like, he, she called down for that. He's like, like Elliot, Elliot, oh. code oh. nine. Cool. I'm going to say, yep, code nine. There it is. Because he's watching you from the telescope and everything. He's like keeping track of how fast he gets kicked out of the building. I think that being like under five minutes, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's like four and a half minutes, something like that. So Frank is an asshole. Turbo asshole. And you find it like the whole first half hour of this movie just seeing how much of an asshole he is. I mean, it's the whole movie, but you really get it in the first like 30 minutes. Because as that's going on, she's also... What is Girlie's name? What's what's her name? Grace. Grace is going over like his Christmas list and he's like... She's like, oh, what this person? He's like, Tao, Tao, Tao. This, oh, give him a VCR, though, which is hilarious because it is 1988. He's like, yeah, VCR is high. Bu-. Like, that's the expensive. But yeah, so almost everybody getting towels. And even Grace asked about her bonus. She's like, am I getting that bonus? She's like, yeah, you can get a towel. She's like, but I don't know. He's like, you know what? And a hand, and hand, hand rag. There you go. Hand towel and a wash rag, whatever. You get them both. There's your bonus, motherfucker. So, of course, she ain't happy about that. Man, he starts sucking up to the boss because... Boss comes in there, fucking Robert Mitchum, of all people, big name actor from back in the day. Of course, you immediately think of Night of the Hunter. Either one of y'all ever seen Night of the Hunter? No. Mm-mm. If you've seen Do the Right Thing, Spike Lee stole the thing in Do the Right Thing where he was doing the hate and love with the four finger rings and shit, mm-hmm. stolen yeah. directly from Night of the Hunter because he has, I think it's even worth for it, almost the same speech that Robert Mitchum, Robert Mitchum in that movie has it tattooed on his fingers, though. Because oh. he, he was the bad guy in that movie harassing some kids and shit. I, I, I like it. I don't love it like everybody. Everybody says like 10 out of 10 classic. I think I give it like a 7. It's cool. I got the Criterion <laughs> Blu-ray. I liked it. It was all right. It's all right. But basically, he's saying what he's about to suggest to your boy Frank is, I think, being done right now on TV. Where he's like, hey, you know, people leave their... Oh, I think, no, I think you said people leave their pets at home. I don't think he said that. But they're like, people's pets are watching TV. We ain't got to make like a pet show. 
but we can integrate animals more into the shows we make and we can get that animal audience because then like Anita said, we can they can just leave the TV on to babysit their pets like they do their children. And that's even more viewership because they'll be locked into that channel because pets can't turn the goddamn dial. So at first I was like, I'm sorry. What are we doing here? Think about it. Yeah. Think about mom it. Mom did leave the mom did leave the uh the TV on for the dog when she, when we left. I'm yeah. like they have dedicated channels yeah. now. I was puppy bowl, nigga. Not even that. Like they have like channels like that are like for your pet, if I say like one more time, I'm so sorry. I sound like a Midwesterner. It was so much, <laughs> so disgusting. Um, oh my god, like uh, like, like uh, uh, that Valley Girl. Uh, what was I saying? You you were saying, oh they have dedicated yeah. channels for people to turn on when you leave your pet alone at home, so they can have something to watch and kind of like he said, cats still have birds other dogs mm-hmm. so they can look at something yeah like i said we babysit the kids with the tv autumn years now we can move on to pets now we got tablets and everything for the kids the kids got better cell phones oh than gosh. i do man it's wild out here in these streets it's sad but why and wild pet programming it exists folks they saw the future and i made a note this is a need yeah. note. i actually got a few anita notes here but uh there's a character named bryce that's introduced john glover and he walks up on Frank. He basically trying to take Frank's position. He gunning for that top spot. Or that number one spot. It's ludicrous. Coming it. for that number one spot. There you go. And scheme, scheme, plot, plot. <laughs> and he made a note, or not a note, but she just was like, oh my God, please stop touching him. So not a fan of the excess touching. No, don't touch me. At all. It felt no. like he was not actually breaking character looking at him. A handshake. No, he was like t- fixing his tie. He was touching his, patting his shoulder, dusting it off. No, stop. I don't. It's like Bill Murray was like five seconds from actually breaking character. He's like, stop fucking touching me. No, yeah. I get that in real life. Like, I don't like all that touching and shit either. I don't even like really shaking hands. I get people fist bumps constantly or like just head now. Like, what's, what's up? I'm like, oh, I this is such and such. Re- what's up? Yep. <laughs> you know, if you don't, uh, you see, hear how Bill Murray is in real life, he probably was about five seconds away. He's like, stop fucking touching me. Yeah, I hear Bill Murray may not mean that be as bad as Frank, but I hear he ain't far off <laughs> from mm-hmm. stories I've heard and read about. Probably why he was good for this part. He plays a similar role in most movies he's in. There might be a reason for that. Typecasting. There you go. <laughs> play to way. Play to your strength, play boy. If you're an asshole, play assholes. And he's really an asshole here because, like I said, I'm with him. I'm laughing with him, and everything's cool. But then he did this one. I couldn't. I couldn't fuck with you. I cannot sanction this one, Bill. Because Grace is trying to get home to her kids, and he's like, "Oh no, no, no! We working late tonight, girl." And she like, "Hey, look!" He like, "I nothing to fuck all that. If I work late, you work late. You ain't going nowhere." She's like, "But my kid, but my kid has a doctor's appointment." And he like, "Hey, look! I don't give a fuck about none of that. You ain't going nowhere, girl." Which is wild because I ain't no way in hell no doctor was seeing this kid this late anyway. It was like, what, 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock? It was so late. But you ain't going to no doctor. And because she still does end up going because they show him coming off a subway train later. Because just to get out the way now, her son Calvin, they say it later, but they don't say how. They just say his dad got killed when he was like, no, you think they said it was five years ago, I think? Mm -hmm. Not when he was five, but five years ago. And he ain't spoke since, traumatized. And so we'll run back back later. But yeah, she's like... I got to go, but he don't let her go. But then they end up do going, and it's like, it got to be down there 10 o'clock at night. Ain't no doctor seen that kid that late, unless she went to an urgent care or ER, which they going to tell you to get the fuck out anyway. Mm-hmm. So that's just, the, you know, shit I'm thinking. I'm thinking way too hard about that, I'm sure. But moving on from that, Bill Murray, or not Bill, Frank's brother, 
comes and stops by to holler at him, invite him to the Christmas party. But as usual, he does not go because fuck that family. He'd rather go and accept Probably. an award, family. He accepts his Humanitarian of the Year award. That's the joke. <laughs> He's not a humanitarian whatsoever, but, folks. But uh, the process of getting that Humanitarian of the Year award, he stiffs some woman that's trying to get a taxi. He, he basically is like, what's that? And it take, uh, just scoops in and take, scoops in and takes her cat taxi that was cab. Dying. That was that was hilarious. Cause he's like, "What's that over there?" And she turns. He gets in the car. And she's like, "Mister, please let me get tanked." Just gives her a finger. Like, "Fuck off." <laughs> she's like, "Fuck you, asshole." I think I was fine with him stealing the taxi. Giving her the finger was extra. That was you the ice. Already got the taxi. <laughs> no, that's the cherry. That's, that's <laughs> the exclamation. That, that was the, that was the that was the finish line lap. That was the. Uh, nah, that's what that 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 made that made the scene. That was like chef's kiss. Thank you, Bill Murray. <laughs> yeah, the chef's kiss. Like that was glorious, and your boy Elliot that got fired earlier, out there trying to drink his little Aww. bit of booze because you come to find out that wife left him, and he doing bad. So he out there trying to get a drink, but he gets turbo splashed by some car in a puddle. It hit. <laughs> I don't remember if it was was it the taxi that hit him that splashed him. I don't remember if it was actually the taxi. Or not. Uh, I don't think it was. Yeah, not this time, because it was after that scene. I, but yeah, he got splashed in his bottle. He had it in a brown paper bag, so then the bottle comes out the bottom of the bag, and so he ain't even got no drink. Get fucked mm-hmm. for Christmas. And this is another I need to know. This is something I, like I said, I've seen this movie before. Never, not one time, ever <laughs> paid attention to this, because I normally don't care that much about stuff like that. Hmm. But, and he gets out the taxi cab, and he looked over me, and she's like, she just tempted him 25 cents. Oh, yeah, that was horrible. That I, was the most atrocious thing he did the whole time. Exactly. I never even fucking thought about that. <laughs> what? Uh, I didn't even catch it. Yeah, because I think the total was four. Was it four eighty five or something? Four seventy five, something like it was almost yeah. five dollars, and he gave him five dollars. So no, he, and he was like, he only oh, gave him a twenty five cent tip. I'm like, I never even pay attention to that. For that to be the worst thing he did in the home movie—that's hilarious. Yeah, we don't tolerate bad tipping in this house. <laughs> to me, I won't say his name. I won't put him out there. He know who he is if he's listening though. But he worked as a waiter Ooh. too. And still was notorious for not tipping nobody. <laughs> he worked as a fucking mm. waiter. And still could Nobody. No love out here in these streets. Not only would he not tip, that motherfucker would leave. He would dine and dash a lot. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> wow. Deception. Disgrace. That's shame. legit for shame on that one. He know it too. I used to tell him all the time, like, that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would like whenever they did that. Like I was still, I would leave money for mine. I'm like, I'm at least paying for mine, but I ain't, I ain't about to pay for y'all motherfuckers though. Like <laughs> that's like, on y'all. Nah, that's all you. Yeah, I'm about to say, if they come back and find, I'm like, hey, look, my money was there. <laughs> y'all motherfuckers mm-hmm. did that shit. But yeah, nah, and it's, it was always at Waffle House too, which is like that's back when it was cheap. <laughs> Waffle House is that, was more expensive now, but yeah, now it's more expensive. They fight you for that shit. Now, you would think that's the last place somebody would want to not tip at because they are notorious for whooping ass in Waffle House. Like, I can't tell me dinner in a right. show I've seen in them motherfuckers. <laughs> Endlessly entertaining. <laughs> Even if it ain't fighting, it's just always goofy shit happening there. I watched a fucking chick. I thought your boy Joey Greco from Cheaters was about to run up one time because this chick came in there. This dude and this girlie was sitting at a table and they all like, hee hee ha ha, smiling, eating and everything. Man, this girlie came in there fucking going hard. You be 
bitch ass motherfucker. I can't believe you. Man, me and PJ just sitting there with the fork and shit. Like, oh shit, bro. crazy, yo, yeah. <laughs> like, this is the best shit we could ever got. <laughs> Man, the best thing about it too is that the waitress was like, we was already talking to her. She was standing right there with us, like, yo, she looking at us, like, yo, this shit crazy, bro. Yo, what's the word soda? Like, yeah, we get some coke, girl. Bring some hurry up and fruit with her. Yes. God, I love the waffles back in the day, boy. <laughs> I know, I'm telling you, man, I know gourmet eating in like fancy restaurants are nice, but man, you can't beat that shit sometimes. Man, that shit just you can't beat dinner in a show. That's my comfort zone. <laughs> <laughs> I feel uncomfortable <laughs> in big fancy restaurants, but in Waffle House, I feel like I'm right at home, baby. <laughs> that's just me. <laughs> Some people might say that's sad. I just say that's life, motherfuckers. And I'm hit the button. That's the hood. That's the hood life. Exactly. <laughs> I tell you all the time the hood is where I'm from but it's not what I am I'm just from there and I'm comfortable there but <laughs> but you get to the whole the we Charles Dickens what's up we don't do that here nah she don't she really do be mad about shit like that the Charles Dickens shit starts right now cause your man gets visited by the first ghost not one of the three but the initial the introductory ghost and it's actually the spirit of the guy who was his boss. Uh, what was his name? Frank? Or no, I'm sorry. Not Frank. Lou Hayward is his old boss. And he's coming to tell him, like, hey, man, look, you got to change your ways. Don't go out like me. I was selfish and I worried about everybody but me. I didn't do no charity. And now look at me. I'm super fucked up. I was on the golf course and fell out on whatever the fuck hole that is. I don't know how golf. 14th hole. There you go. After being in 14 holes. Hey. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> now this is this is a pretty deep hole. It's a par four. I'm about to pull out the nine incher and plug it in just right. Hole in one, baby. <laughs> I know nothing about no. golf. <laughs> Everything I know about golf comes from Happy Gilmore and Wii Sports. <laughs> so there you go. And I know Tiger Woods. If I can name one of them, I know Tiger. There you go. Tiger. Tiger, tiger, tiger. <laughs> but yeah, nah. I had to. Do, I, I just. I had to struggle to get that last birdie. Oh, I had to see. I had to think about. I'm tripping. I forgot. See, that's a. <laughs> that's a term. I just remembered. Chris is reminding me. Man, I played the shit out of we golf though. I was like, don't fuck with your boy and we golf now. Uh, we golf was so hard. <laughs> really? Yes. What? Oh, the man, you know what? The Switch, they brought out the Wii Sports for the Switch. It sounds like we might be getting that in this household again. Oh, uh, we have the Wii Golf at my mom's house. We'll play on Christmas. Oh, we're getting it here too now. Oh, bowling. Bowling was my shit. Bowling, you can't, I can't be stopped. Bowling was fun. Oh, you know what, Chris? I got I got to do it to you. I got, because I, I love this. It was one of my favorite Chris stories. And you're here now, so it can be verified. Me, Chris, Cameron, Andrew. Andrew, you've heard once on the Grinch episodes, so and now you've heard all these voices. We went out to the bowling alley. I'm not. None of us are great at bowling. Camera will tell you he is, but camera will tell you he's great at everything. Which I'm not saying he's not. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying that's what he's gonna tell you. But yeah. we rolling. I'm doing all right. Andrew doing all right. My boy Chris stepped up. I was standing right behind him, like not up on his back, but I was behind him though because I was doing something. And Chris did the he pulled back to roll the ball and I don't know if the if the ball slipped out of your hand or you came out of the holes but that motherfucker launched backwards almost hit me right in my dick well, <laughs> I think it did I think I did lose grip I, was, I lost I lost grip out of I was looking at my phone and I just heard camera say oh shit and I looked I was like oh fuck <laughs> see a fucking bowling ball flying at me bro. that was like the funniest slash scariest shit bro <laughs> like oh fuck 
I'm like, how the fuck you throw it backwards, bro? I'm seeing people throw it up. I was trying too hard to like do it like a form shit, the form thing, and then like my finger slipped out of out, and it just went when I went back, and just the whole thing went back. So what you're saying is that the finger slipped out of the hole, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Got to get more control of the hole. I had, to, I had to work hard to get it back in. Yes, sir. Now we know. I was young back then, but now I'm an adult. <laughs> yes. You know, a funny story talking about bowling again. This time it was actually me, PJ, and the girls we were with at that time at the bowling alley. And we're maybe one, two, maybe like three or four lanes over from this other couple. And I don't know how it started. We just started hearing like loud talking and shit. Me and PJ are like, yo. And <laughs> a white chick says something smart. I don't remember what she said. I don't remember if she said nigger or not. But she was beefing Ooh. with the black couple. And whatever she said, that black chick yoked that motherfucking hair so hard. And I remember she just started so like, and she was doing the thing where, you know, where the girls grab the hair with one hand, it's like the, eh, 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 like the turbo Ooh. swipes with the other Ooh. hand. And I remember vividly, bro. I, I wish I had a video of this. I almost did have a video because I was about because PJ looked at me. He's like, "Should we help?" And I was like, "Did she call her a nigga?" Thank <laughs> you, no. PJ, you just walk away. PJ was like, he just looked at me. He's like, "I don't know." And I was like, "Should I film it?" <laughs> he just started fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the beginning of World Star. Oh, I would have definitely yelled it out because that was when World Star was still a thing. So. <laughs> World star. Oh man, bowling alley fun, folks. It's been a while since I've been bowling in real life. I played it in the week like real. It's been forever since I've been bowling. Maybe I have to go bowling one of these days. Maybe let's go bowling. We'll do it in January. Bowling. Forget let's go bowling. Oh, and then another Anita note. Anita had a lot of notes for this movie. At least I don't even remember having this many notes. Well, because home the 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 boss, his former boss, comes back as the first ghost, and Bill Murray, I was dying. He just started licking shots at him. Blackout! 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 And then I if think you saw if you saw a, a zombie in your right in front of you, wouldn't you start uh, if you had a, a revolver in your in your um in your drawer? Wouldn't you just pull it out and start uh, start bucking? Yes. <laughs> and this is why Anita come and made me laugh so much because I didn't I, again I never thought about it this way. But Anita was just like she was like I love how he just pulled the gun and started shooting at him even though he hasn't done anything. I'm like it's a fucking ghost. I'm a buck his ass too, bro. <laughs> He looks like a zombie. <laughs> I was fucking dying when she said that, bro. <laughs> like I said, if, it, if he came back in there and he looked like his old normal self before he died, I'd be like, all right, yeah, you crazy. Even though he did die, I'm like, all right, I might not shoot, but no, I'm shooting this motherfucker. I ain't mad at Bill Murray for this. <laughs> yeah, nah. So what's the what's the happen if this happened? <laughs> like, you seem like dude came and visit you, you wouldn't lick the shots immediately either? I mean, he wasn't doing anything. He was literally pouring himself a drink. He was no. being undead. <laughs> and if he was like a zombie and attacking me, yeah, but he's <sighs> just a ghost. And it is too nice. <laughs> Not too nice. Way too nice. If somebody busts in my like, damn door <laughs> and look like that, I am bucking. And, and, and you also drinking my my expensive uh, my expensive uh, Ciroc or whatever you got. Ciroc. <laughs> I thought that's what he said it was. No, that Ciroc didn't exist in 1988. What did he say he was? So uh, depending on how things I think go now, it was nowadays. stolen or something. 
I just thought it was like some Jack or some shit. He mentions it. He says like, oh, you be, you you fucked up the bottle or whatever the fuck. Because he was shooting at him and the bullets went through him and blew up one of the bottles too. I forget what it was. Like some brandy or some shit. I don't know. But I, I it laughed. Was. It was. Okay. I think it's Stoli. I think that's how you pronounce it. There it's you go. not expensive. Yeah, like, that motherfucker shot the Andre. <laughs> we got the Mad Dog 2020. Man, good old. Ooh, he has a Mad Dog. That man is cheap. Man. But your boy uh, Hayward ends up shook nighting Bill Murray because he hangs him out of the window. He like uses the force or some she puts him through the window and he's holding him out there. And Bill Murray, like a dumbass, is like ripping apart his arm. It's like, I wouldn't do that because if that arm is yeah. gone, you gone too. And that's exactly what happens. I didn't know when he falls from his arm and he's like falling down into the street. That was a decent looking green screen effect. Like you couldn't see the seams and it didn't, it didn't look bad for 1988. It's almost like they had $30 million budget or something. I don't know. <laughs> But um, when he he falls to the ground when he wakes up. He wakes up in his office, and then I guess the ghost did, was doing this for him. But he ends up dialing a number on his phone. Well, he doesn't dial it. The ghost is dialing a number on his phone. It's a woman named Claire. Hasn't spoken to her. I think he said in fifteen years. I was like, fuck. What's the damn? Well, I mean, I guess the yeah that that timeline does line up because I think looking at my no yeah nineteen seventy one is when they split but then that's still a couple years off unless this movie just doesn't take place in eighty eight I am thinking too much again about this I'm not even good with numbers so I don't know thinking about this shit all you got to know is that he ain't talked to her in fifteen years and he leaves her a voicemail we'll come back to that later it's a quick little note but it just giving some background on Grace's family they don't have enough money to afford a tree because she got a towel for Christmas so they're actually dressing up the little homie as the Christmas tree. And Anita smiled every time oh, they showed this kid. These kids were so cute. The little boy was cute, but the other kids were adorable. It felt like a true black family. I won't lie. Like it, that's a black family. Mm-hmm. That's like realistic. It don't feel like who, that fake TV. Who would have got wrapped up? Who would have got wrapped up as the Christmas tree? With our family growing up. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew probably. I wanted to say Andrew. I think I'm going to say Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I was the oldest, y'all ain't wrapping my eyes up. You the second oldest. Andrews and camera was probably too wild. Camera would have fought back. Yeah. So no, the for two for it would have had to be Andrew. So there you what go. About Ari. Oh, if Ari's involved, then it's definitely Ari. Easily. She, she, <laughs> no, it's, yeah, no. It's, between, I, I will say personally for me, Cam and my sister, it's gonna be my sister easily. Like it's gonna Zanny's getting wrapped up in the Christmas tree. <laughs> and then we got yelled at. But nah, yeah, that's yeah. that's how that's going down. <laughs> I did laugh at this because you find out the next day, Frank gets a, our secretary hands him a newspaper and he's like, "Oh, you see this?" She's like, "Oh yeah, that girl's kind of cute." She's like, "She's dead, Frank. Does she had a heart attack because of that fucking ad on TV?" He's like, "That's wonderful." But he's like, "Put a tagline in front of the thing, you know, do not watch this commercial if you have heart issues." He's using it as a selling tactic now. He's like, "That's wonderful. It's perfect." Which of course, uh, I mean, I can see publicity that. is good publicity. Damn, there you go. That's exactly how you feel about it. So we don't give a fuck about that. And then there's like a little running running gag that starts here too. Where there's a censor woman on set for the whole duration of the filming of their Scrooge program. What's the up? women of the freaking FCC. There you go. I got that reverence. <laughs> but she's sitting out there. She's complaining because one of the dancers, she's like, oh, her nipples are showing. And I, when they showed her, I'm like, I ain't seen no nipple. I saw a little bit of that areola picking out, though. I was like, I see a little bit of that breakfast as a black chick. I'm like, I see that, that her shit coming out there, baby. <laughs> I wouldn't have complained about you caught, that. You caught more than I did. <laughs> I, I was looking. 
I was I was trying to look too. I did I did see, I, your car more than I did. I was hey, trying man, to four K baby. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I love Anita. Just no, it was out. there. It was her nipple was there or the areola? Was the areola was. There. I know that word, folks. <laughs> I know words. You know how to use them and know how to look for them. That's right. <laughs> <sighs> It's like the uh, was the was the Harry Potter spit of Fantastic Beasts and where to find them? Areolas. I know where to find them. And where to find them? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll get to those movies at some point. I hear they're terrible, but yeah, don't spoil. Yeah. No spoilers. No spoilers. But we gonna watch them. That's y'all had me watch Harry Potter. Y'all gonna watch them too. We gonna finish it. Just one little slight spoiler. I've only seen the first. I mean, I don't know if there's much spoiler. I don't think anybody. I don't think the other two made as much money. So I think that's most people. Mm -hmm. All right, so what was I all talking about? Them areolas, yeah. But the sensor woman ends up getting her fucking cranium cracked by a telephone pole. And this this poor woman was getting her cranium cracked left and right. That's the that's her whole thing is every time they show her, she getting fucked up by something because I guess that's like a fuck you to the sensors, fuck you, MPAA and ratings boards and sensors. Screw censorship, we don't need it. Back in the day when I was a kid, I'm like, yeah, 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 fuck all that. Don't censor me, son. The fellas at the freaking FCC. So they'll come back there. Don't you worry about that. But now we got to talk about Claire because Claire shows up. And did you recognize this actress at all, Chris? Karen Allen. She looks familiar. I just couldn't place her. If you've seen Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. She's the love interest yes. in that movie. Hmm. And in the last oh. one, if you saw the last one, she came, she was, that was his wifey and now, well, he was trying to get back with her in the last one. That was that same actress right there. Only yeah, thing I haven't I really seen know, the last one yet. It's all right. It's six out of ten. It's all right. One is bad yeah, everybody made it out to be. It wasn't that bad. Everybody, everybody else was pretty much saying why. We didn't need this. Why? 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 Hey, guess what, Chris? Hmm. I have another Anita note here. Because when they show Karen Allen, you know, they give her like the little zoom in shot and they kind of do the do they lighten up the picture a little bit, make her look all nice and everything. And Anita was like, why do they always pair up beautiful women with such mediocre men? And I was like, damn. Please elaborate. It's a formula I like to call the Peter Griffin plus Lois Griffin equals happy family. That's true. That's the formula there. That's the modern reference. But remember, this is 1988, dog. Family guy ain't nowhere in sight. Okay. Yet. So <laughs> Al Bundy plus Peggy Bundy equals a plus. Can I take you back to the honeymooners? Hmm. <laughs> we can take it way back. This is not necessarily like I say. I I just say that just to say it's been going on for a while, folks. What, I forget how you ordered it. Yeah, elaborate on that for me. Let me know. I can't remember. Well, I said that, and then I thought about it, and it was like, okay, this does make sense, even to real life. In the sense that women, I could see a from a women's perspective, I could see it happening more because we are more attracted to men as far as like their characteristics. Mm -hmm. Like I could see a really, really as far as ideals to society's norms, gorgeous woman falling for someone who's quote unquote not in her league. I hate saying that. Ugly motherfucker. Like sounds. I feel like this Mr. sounds horrible, but just to be a real just human for a Mr. second and realize that there are people who are more attractive than others. But everyone is beautiful in their own way. Um, 
Mr. Personality. <laughs> so, so then to see, I could see how that could happen for you to fall. But you, I feel like you would have to meet the person at the same time, if that makes sense. Well, we'll talk about how they meet. Because you have to have the personality included to develop the look. So if your looks were just okay, but you had a great personality, you were you make a woman laugh. I don't care what anyone says that does affect your ability to get with someone. And <laughs> so if you have that and then you're like, okay, I could see that happening. But I think men are more visual, so I couldn't see that happening on the other end. I just thought I just thought of another example with Bill Murray. Him trying to hit on Sigourney Weaver in the Ghostbusters movie. There you go. <sighs> Should I do it? Just say it. So. Oh my gosh. Have you ever fallen for mediocre men before? Well. <laughs> well. <laughs> I mean, well. I don't know. I feel like that's a trick question. Um, <laughs> I think it's a very direct one. She basically said, "I plead the fifth." I mean, I don't think I don't I don't personally. That's a yeah. This is not a, a bash on myself. I think I'm oh, beautiful, no. but I would not think of myself as someone who could like pull a ten. Foolishness. You know? Like so, I don't think that anyone that I've ever dated would be like a ten. No offense, babe. I'm sorry. I realize all this horrible. This sounds, but like again, according to society, the true norms of what an attractive person is. So, no. I think I've dated... Everyone I've dated, I've found attractive. That's not... So, uh, Chris, I'm Roger Rabbit. I make her laugh. Oh, my gosh. I did not <laughs> say that. <laughs> I don't know how to dig hey, myself I mean, out of this hole right now. <laughs> I mean, just think there's patty cake in the mix. So, there. There you true. go. <laughs> you know what, Chris? Let's go on and get I, But away. also, I said, when you <laughs> asked me this, I said... The first time I saw you, I saw your photo. Like, I didn't talk to you. I didn't know your personality. So, obviously, I found you attractive. She heard that podcast and was like, I want to fuck with that guy. Like, what? I think I've only listened. I had only listened to one episode of the podcast. And honestly, I found you and PJ a little annoying. So, I don't even think there I really is. went back to Woo. it. I wish uh, I knew what episode <laughs> that was. I would make that like the pin episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what it was? It was I was like, oh, I feel like I'm sitting with my family. That's what it felt like. So really? it was like yes? this is a little yeah. bit too firmly. This is a little this is a little <laughs> too close to home. So we was too black. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Damn. <laughs> let's let's do it, Chris. Deception. <laughs> Disgrace. For shame. We too black. We, we black. can't win. We black. <laughs> Where you black at? I was like, I feel like we I'm black. sitting around talking with my cousins or something. Like, that's... and then I came back to it. <laughs> now I am yeah. literally sitting here looking at my cousin. <laughs> Damn, I dug no. myself in such a big hole right now. I want right. to just edit all of that. No, no, it's oh, that's not you. You crazy? <laughs> Hi, mom. <laughs> the comments are just the comments should be just oh. in here, just like oh, dig shit. up. That's right, mom. You know I love him, and I think he's the handsomest. Oh, oh, look at look at deception. <laughs> it's crazy. For shame. You're, you're horrible. <laughs> the, the, the comment section is just like dig up. <laughs> no, Chris, we gonna dig out. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> she didn't get to what I meant by that. Oh, I thought you were gonna get me out of it. <laughs> 
Moving on. I'm okay. not. I'm not saying you. You learn more hood terminology. Okay. I'm not explaining that one. Go to Urban Dictionary. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, and there's a scene here. Dude, I get further proof that Bill Murray's an ass or Frank is an ass. So, because the dude is like, "Hey, we can't glue these reindeer ears or whatever the fuck they're. What are these things called? Antlers? Fuck. <laughs> we can't get the antlers on the mice. Oh, on the mouse. And he's like, "Oh, well, did you try staples?" And she and Girlie was even like, "Yo, you are oh, not about to fuck. fucking use no staples." He's like, "Why not? <laughs> Give a fuck about that." I was shocked there wasn't a need to know here, because he starts bugging out. He's like, "Hey, what the hell are you doing here?" And he makes it the way they film me. Almost like he's yelling at her because she's even like, nigga, what? But then he walks past her and Calvin, Grace's little kid, is there. And he yokes little homie the fuck up by the collar. Like, what the fuck you doing here? I thought Anita was going wild. Like, she got to talk, oh, that kid is so cute. And he's in there shaking this little motherfucker. What the uh, fuck you doing? Grace even comes like, yo, you motherfucker, are you crazy? <laughs> and pulls the kid up out of there. And it's wild because you can tell, like, this, this is true love. Because even though he just shook the shit out of this kid. Claire is still trying to fuck with your boy. Unbothered by all of his horrible behavior. It is kind of weird. I don't understand it at all. It's a weird thing. Like I said, now that I'm paying attention to it for notes, I do notice like she lets a lot of shit slide. Like a lot. Did she Uh, find this in here? There's only one thing she wouldn't let slide. What's that? Uh, We'll we'll, we'll get there. Oh, I thought you you were making a joke. My bad. (laughs) No, I was just like, there's only one. Well, the dude told him his boss, the the ghost, the ghost said that. Hey, tomorrow you'll be visited by three ghosts around noon. And he's out at lunch with the head of the company and the dude trying to take his place. And he notices that it's noon, so he starts bugging a little bit. And the dude brings him a drink and he sees an eyeball inside. And he just like screams at the top of his fucking lungs. And they're all like, what the fuck are you doing? And then there's a dude. Yeah, no tact whatsoever. No, he just like bugged out. And then there's a dude bringing out some baked Alaska. <laughs> so it's like on, it's flames and all that. But to him, he's seeing the dude caught fire like that. The waiter's actually like getting more and more and looking like the fucking human torch. But to everybody else, they're like just looking at him like, what are you yelling at? So he's like, I got to go. I'm going to step outside from him. He gets a bucket of ice water and throws it on dude. And he, then he finally sees that he's not on fire at all. And he's like, oh, shit. My bad, bro. And I wonder, I have to look this up and see. But as he's walking out, he trips. But I swear the way he tripped, it looked like a real fall. It like, was real. It was real? You it was it real. I looked at the trivia. And I thought this was interesting. It looked like a real fall, so I was curious. It was a real fall. And then when Frank throws the water on the waiter and sees him burning, he says, I'm sorry. You know, I thought you Richard were Richard Pryor. Pryor. You, oh, you didn't get that? I didn't I know. I had no idea what he was talking about. You know this? Yeah. That's, oh, that's a this. joke people make for years. Richard Pryor caught fire and all that shit. Oh. It was always it's either when people make, used to make fun of that, like people being on fire, it was always Richard Pryor or Michael Jackson. They always made fun of. Yeah, when his hair. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm the only one that didn't know. So. Well, you know, you know, you you are known for not liking comedy, so it wouldn't surprise me that you didn't know about Richard Pryor being on fire. I, I forgot about the Richard Pryor thing until until uh, just now. Yeah, no, nah, that was a that was in a lot of older movies. That was a, like a big ongoing joke for a long time. But mm-hmm. yeah, so he steps outside and he causes it gets uh, that. Goes outside and gets a cab. And this is where you meet the first ghost. The ghost of Christmas past is the cabbie. And he takes him all the way back to 1955. And he sees himself, his young kid self, watching, I think, The Lone Ranger on TV. And he's sitting real close to the TV. I, I thought you said you're not supposed to sit that close to the TV. But mom is pregnant, chilling on the chair. She's like, look, I don't give a fuck, bro. Like, she about to pop that baby out like today, Mom is bro. pregnant and smoking a cigarette. 
I talked when she pointed that was another need to know I forgot she's smoking a cigarette. And I told her like back then they said them shit yeah, was healthy for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is fifty. They said everything to make make people smoke, no matter what. Smoke. They had the Flintstones advertising cigarettes. That's a wild one, ain't it? Winston cigarettes. Look it up. And the crazy one too was that uh I don't know if it was Marlboro or what it was, but it was like a print ad and it just had like a dude in the doctor outfit smoking. It was over whatever percentage of doctors recommend smoking for some shit like that. And it's just like, man, it was a different time back then, boy. <laughs> but it's even stuff from when we were younger than like now they're like, because this is when me and Indy actually talk about this. Remember when like it was always like the got milk commercials? Oh, yeah. And now people are like, yo, don't drink regular milk anymore. It's actually not that great for you. <laughs> no, they're actually trying to bring it back. I saw there's like. They're trying a, to bring milk back. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they didn't want you drinking the almond milk. Because somebody was talking about, like, the almond milk has, like, uh, for guys, high levels of, um, what's the opposite of testosterone that women have? Estrogen. Estrogen. They're saying, like, it's been, like, making dudes, I guess, more estrogen in their bodies and fucking with their shit and everything. Yeah, soy milk isn't great soy for milk. women. That's what I was thinking of. They say soy milk is like, got that shit in there. That's what yeah. I was to say. <laughs> so, it's flip-floppy. It's like, for... They milk, drink milk. Then it's like, oh, actually, don't drink milk. And I was like, actually, yeah, no, go back and drink milk. It's like, <laughs> fuck you. Let's just do what the fuck y'all want, man. Like, they, mm-hmm. the scientists are lying to you, folks. It's all conspiracy. Play QX Files music. Speaking <laughs> of which, <laughs> I got her watching X Files and she ain't liking it so far, Chris. I'm not, not well, liking you're not, it. She ain't got into it yet, I should say. Yeah, I'm not super into it yet. She, just, folks, she got into Twin Peaks more than X Files at yeah. this point. That's wow. Crazy. But I mean, I, I love Twin Peaks, so I'm not going to say nothing, but you know. Deception. Disgrace. For shame. But yeah, nah. She's sitting there. He's sitting there watching TV and his dad comes home and he gives him, he's like, oh, I got you a gift. And he just slams it down on the ground in front of him. He's like, oh, is this a toy train? He's like, nah, it's five pounds of veal. He's like, oh, I wanted a toy train. He's like, how oh, you want a lot of things? Oh, when I want you to get a job. And I don't hear no excuse. Oh, I'm four years old. I don't give a damn. Go get a job. And mama's sitting there like, hey, man, why don't you chill out? And he's like, nah, fuck that, man. I got to do everything around here. Another need to know. I didn't write this one down, but it's a mental note. He's apparently a butcher of some kind. He's bringing back Veal. And he has a shirt on with all the blood and all that on. And she just was like, oh, my God, he better not sit on that couch. And he sat on that couch. My heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, if you can't see on, unless you're on Patreon, you need to, like, did a whole pose just now. It was horrible. Brent lives with me. He knows. Living with me is already horrible. I would not let him sit on my couch covered in blood. She only like me sitting on the couch with something I wore to work. And I, I work in, I'm a fucking tech on computers. No, I don't mind you sitting on the couch in your oh, it's the work bed. It's the bed. Yeah. You can leave your shirt, so, just not your jeans. I love how Chris is just like, I ain't got these. <laughs> yeah, no, so, so I'm just like, so you're not in for helping to bury a body if anything happens? I guess not. Some bodies might need to be buried out here. I didn't, let me stop. But uh, <laughs> I can come <laughs> But I told her though, that she's a she mentioned earlier in the show, unless I edit it out, I'll probably edit it out, but she's a big fan of the So Wizard podcast. And there's a saying that Joey always says on there about when you know you get emotional during the movie, he says, you know, Niagara Falls, Frankie Angel. Oh yeah. Now you know where that line comes from because the mm-hmm. ghost told him, he's like, Oh, you know, everybody talk big and tough, but when they go back in time and they see their mama, Niagara Falls, <laughs> baby. And the mom calls Niagara him Frankie Falls. Angel. And so when he starts crying, Niagara Falls, Frankie Angel. Now she gets the reference. Now I get it. There's been a couple of movies that we've watched, and now I get all these So Wizard references. Mm-hmm. It's, one, it's almost Niagara like, it's Falls, like that's Frankie why Angel. we're friends, because we all know the <laughs> Who would have 
Luke. Yeah, shout out to Show Wizard Podcast. I ain't got your promo this week, but I play it all the time. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he starts crying. And then he takes him over to 1968. But almost, Chris. We almost got 1969 for you, but not this time. We owe you one, Chris. Hey. Not, uh, no nice this time. It's a Christmas party at the office. There's a woman named Tina. <laughs> I love Tina. <laughs> she got them cakes all up in the copier. And she just printing out. She printing that shit out for everybody, passing around like a memo. Like, Here's some cheeks for you, cheeks for you, cheeks for you. It's like sexting before phones or cell phones. Did you know somebody from that office either went to that bathroom, they went home and they was beating it to that booty cheeks on there. But not your boy, though. Because she hands even the piece of that paper. She's like, oh, hey, here you go. Oh, uh, thank you. And she's like, hey, you want to go get some Chinese food later? And he's like, oh, no, you know, I can't eat that stuff, man. You know, they saying that, you know, they use stray cats to make the meat and everything. So, yeah, <laughs> semi-racism from Bill Murray. <laughs> but Bill Murray, the current version, is watching. He's like, what the fuck are you doing, bro? She was ready to give you the poop. Nani, what are you doing? Exactly. And your boy's like, he's like, no, 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 this ain't the one. Don't worry about it. This ain't it. So we go jump ahead, like up the street or something. He's walking around and crook, pow! The door opens and hits him right in the fucking face. This happened to me in real life one day in school. I had my glasses it's on. They weren't before. even that old. I was walking and somebody splashed, opened the door real fast, hit me right in the face and broke the glasses. Literally like a cartoon, they broke right in the fucking middle and flew and fell to either side of my ear. Oh, no. I was like, fuck. <laughs> Cause I was like, I, I'm about to get yelled at so fucking hard. Like, how, cause like, it's I like, how do you explain do it? Exactly. Like, how? I'm like, oh, they open the door and they split just perfectly down the middle. Like, fuck. But luckily, nanny did all that, not mom and dad. So she ain't yelling at me. She just was like, let's go get you some more. I'm like, all right, thank you. I'm like, legit. I'm like, I'm like, I'm. This happened twice. Cause it, that was in there. But then in high school, or was that middle school? I don't know. It was later. It happened again. I was sitting there at the on the bleachers in the gym room, and somebody non-shooting ass airballed, and it religion. I mean, you could probably get a fucking what are those things like protractor, whatever it is, and, and like do the angle of how this worked out, <laughs> some geometry for that ass. And they they shot, it and they went from whoo, bow right in my fucking face, not even on purpose, because he was like, oh my bad, bro, I'm doing it. He was apologizing, but it was the exact same thing, right down the fucking middle, right down the sides of my head. God damn. <laughs> so you just had some glasses that were made of like balsa wood, basically. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's when I had the wire frames. This the reason I wear these thick ass plastic ones is because of those events. Because these ones, like, unless yeah. you look punch them motherfucker, like they ain't gonna break. Most right. times I have broken Same. before, but just falling asleep on them, they you shouldn't do that. But no, that's the reason why I started wearing the ones I got now. Because I got so sick of them wire ones breaking so damn easy. Never wore them shits after the middle school. The wire frames are horrible. Oh, I was like, what is going on on TV? <laughs> yeah, I, I was wondering the same thing. Riff Tracks is playing. I don't know what movie they're watching on here, but that looked like some orgy shit was that happening. That looks... It even has sensor. Oh, because it's playing on Pluto. That's why it's... Very rapey. I don't know what's going on up there, but... um, <laughs> Silver bells. <laughs> um, he meets old girl outside the store, and she's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Let me help you, and... He like kneels forward to try and help her pick some up and they bang each other's foreheads together. And she's been calling him Lumpy the whole movie. You find out that's why his name is Lumpy because he got some lumps on that forehead from cranking her shit. And he invites her out to dinner. And like Even though he just talked all that shit about Chinese food, he's like, hey, you want to go out and get some Chinese food? And I think she's like, yeah, yeah, let's roll. And then they go off and do whatever the fuck they going to do. Jump ahead, Chris, to 1969. Nice. 
and they're celebrating Christmas together. He gets her some just to let you know that it's like the eighties. All right, I mean it's supposed to be the sixties, but the fucking Ginsu knives—that's a throwback, like a motherfucker. <laughs> he gets her some Ginsu mm-hmm. knives, and she gets him a book of the Kama Sutra, which let you know for Christmas she wants some dick. Mm-hmm. I got a present. She needs a dick in her life. Got a dick in a box for you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but they're going over to Kama Sutra, they're joking and laughing and everything. It's all very sweet. But then you jump ahead to 1971. And your boy, I instantly got deaf to smoochy vibes here. Because he's dressed up as Frisbee the dog. And uh, they're in the audience watching it. But then at the end of it all, he, or during the commercial break, he takes the hat off and he goes, which I was wondering if this is a faux pas with kid, children's television because the kids are in the live studio audience. He walks over to the side and takes the fucking I helmet the off. the same thing. Okay, so it wasn't just me then? No. I was like, I figured that would be a big no-no. Don't take that goddamn helmet off. Not in front of the kids. Exactly. But he did, though, because he was over there talking to Robert Unless, it, unless it was, it's like a, just like a piped-in studio audience and they just like... No, they were... meant no Those kids are paid actors. Oh, 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 they might, yeah. oh, but I was about to say because Bill Murray and them are in the audience, they're there, but maybe because I maybe they escorted them off to this. I don't fuck it, I don't know. I just would figure as long as you in that area, you wouldn't take that hat off, but whatever. He's talking to Robert Mitchell and he invites him out to dinner, and then Clara comes up and is like, Oh, we can't go to dinner, we got dinner with such and such. And he's like, Man, look, don't fuck this up for me, all right? I've been trying to get in with this good for a minute now, get about this dog costume and do some big things. He's like, why don't you think about, let, don't think about yourself for once. Think about me and my career. Fuck your friends or whoever the hell you talking. They don't say who these people are. I'm just assuming they are friends. Yeah, they're friends. And she's just like, uh, okay. And he goes back to put his, she's like, well, Merry Christmas. And it was, oh, no, actually, no. She t- says that they need to take a break. They need to split for a while. So I'm assuming that in the meantime, the between time that went by, they've been beefing. And she finally like, hey, look, maybe we need to separate for a little bit. Yeah, his reaction and her reaction were just weird to me. They were. Scene. Both, yeah, because just to immediately be like, oh, we need to separate. It's like, whoa. Yeah. And then him being like, why don't you think about me for a while? You're selfish. And I'm just like, what happened? There's a lot in between from 1969 to 71. Something in between that 1970 year must have been wild. But yeah, they just they ain't that great right now. And you assume... Because from here, he goes back to the present day. I won't say like now, but I forgot it's 1988. The present day for 88. And he's back on the sound stage again because the cabbie left his ass there. So you assume they broke up and it's 15 years since they're going to talk again. And your boy, uh, Bobcat, what was his name? Uh, Elliot is out there giving blood to the Red Cross to try and get some papes. <laughs> and he's outside a shelter. And it's happened to be the same one that homegirl work at. And your boy Bill Murray on one. He's like, man, I'm about to go holler at her real quick. We got to go. I'm going to take her out to dinner. We got to rekindle this love and all that. And there's like a little quick scene where you're introduced to a character. I wasn't even going to mention this shit, but it does come back later. Because there's a character he ends up talking to. What the fuck was his name? Did I write him down? Uh, Herman. There you go. Herman and a couple people are talking to him. And for some reason, they think he's Richard Burton. Because they're calling him Dick. And he starts like quoting lines from one uh, whatever fucking Shakespeare movie Richard Burton did. I can't remember, but he's quoting the lines Hamlet. from. There you go. Yes, I think it is Hamlet. You're right. Mm. And so uh, that's that's big name, old school actor, dude. Whatever people who know. Whatever. But he come over. There, he's over there doing that, and then Claire finally comes over, and he's like, oh thank God, <laughs> he got him up out of there. <laughs> and they talking, and he's like, oh let's go out for Chinese food. She's like, oh well, you know we can do, but I got a couple things to handle up. And then some of her volunteers come over and like. 
What was it they what were they missing? It was turkey and what it was what the fuck was out there? Fuses. Yeah, the fuses. We need some fuses. We can't find any and we need some turkeys. The people that are supposed to bring the turkeys ain't brought them yet. And he's like, Well, they big girls? He's like, they're very big girls. They can <laughs> they can handle this. They can go to the hardware store and get some fuses and go to wherever the fuck the turkey's supposed to be and go get the damn turkey. Let's roll. And she like, no, motherfucker, I got shit to do. I gotta handle my business. We can just give me like a few minutes and we'll figure it out. And he bugs out. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. Basically, I, I do you do whatever you gotta do. I'm out. Fuck this shit. Which again is like real one. There's a lot of one eighty. Like people like yeah. real quick character changes all of a sudden. Okay, I thought it was just me. No, no, no. I did. I wrote okay. it down a couple of times too. But it happens a lot. So yeah. then I stopped writing it down. <laughs> <laughs> it's like weird character flips. But he goes outside, and the old boy Herman is like, "Hey, man, you got two bucks for me?" And he like, "Nah," basically. He says something to him, some smart Richard Burton line. I can't remember. He's just like, nah, I ain't got nothing for you. Fuck off. And then you get to introduce to the ghost of Christmas present. Basically, she's like made to look like I don't like Tinkerbell or some shit. No, I, she looks like a fairy godmother. Oh, there you go. Yeah, one like that's from that, Wizard of yeah. Oz. Disney yeah. shit. There you go. Because he's back on the set again. Everybody leaves and it goes dark and she pops up. And her whole gimmick is that she beats the fuck out of Bill Murray. <laughs> yeah, like, fuck. <laughs> I was lot. laughing my ass off every time she, she would beat the fuck out of him for no reason. <laughs> what were you about to say, Nita? No, I was just saying she beats him a lot. The toaster one was, I was like, wow, we're just. Oh, yeah, I wrote that down. But I, I told Anita, because I remember hearing this story before while I was watching something, but there's a part where he's talking and she like grabs hold of his bottom lip and is like pulling at it. Yes. And I remember reading that she actually, I guess, pulled it hard to where it ripped. Like he, she actually like ripped his fucking, because you could kind of tell something's weird because he's like, wait, he's moving. He's like, he's trying to get all like, get the fuck off my lip or something. And they said that actually halted production for a couple of days to give his shit time to heal. But I'm like, damn, bro. Yeah, he's done. We never fucking, we acting. <laughs> She got too, she got a little too deep. That's right, but she's smacking the shit out of him. She basically smacks him into not. Well, I guess you can't call it a flashback because it's the present. She just smacks him into a different location. I'll just say. And uh, the brother that invited him to dinner, him and his wife, they're sitting there with everybody. They're chilling. They're playing little car games. It gave me vibes of your family. Because like I, this is the, this is the family. type of shit I was talking family. This is the shit I was talking about. Where it's like I only saw this stuff in movies when people did stuff like this, like play games and do all this type. Like as we said before. You eat and you go the fuck home. That's my family. Family. <laughs> <laughs> family. So they're sitting there playing whatever. And he, it's some kind of trivia game. And Bill Murray's yelling out the answers because his brother don't know shit. Like the one question, I forget what it was. I didn't it's know. Basically, it. it basically is trivia, trivia pursuit. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. It's a bunch of, it's a bunch of TV, TV questions. Because the one that he gets real mad that he don't know the answer to, they ask him, like, what's the boat that, you know, the Gillingas Island people get whatever, stranded on or whatever. And he's like, oh, my God, I know the answer. And he says the wrong thing. He's like, oh, my God, no answer. So he's getting frustrated. And uh, he actually sees that his brother got the VCR. And he's pissed. He's like, that doesn't look like a fucking towel. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to fire that chick. I'm going to fire. Like, he's basically talking grace. Like, I'm going to fire his fire. Fuck you. And uh, she's smacking the shit out of him every time he says it. She's like, oh, no. Whatever, smacking. You're not firing nobody, basically. Mm-hmm. So, oh, but actually, I, I skipped that, actually, speaking of Grace. Before they go to his family, they go to her family. And you see they're sitting there chilling, yep. playing, you know, running around. They're blowing raspberries on each other. They're doing a little <laughs> blowing on each other's stomachs. <laughs> and she starts blowing on the Bill Murray's stomach, too. And he's at first, he's like, ah, get off me. And he's like, ah. he's like, more, more. <laughs> like laughing and everything. 
And this is where you find out that the, the kid's dad died five years ago, or was killed five years ago. They don't say how or why. But there's your backstory. Mm-hmm. And then you go visit his family. And then, family. She smells. She. Like, oh no. She. I think she's where she's with the toaster is at the family's house, and that's when he gets like woken up in in a fucking not. I don't know. It's not sewer. It's like underground. I guess under the street. And he's looking around, and now I have to mention Herman again because, like I said, the dude that asked for two bucks is sitting down there, frozen, dead as a motherfucker, with eyes wide open, smiling, holding up a watch that he was showing earlier. And it's been you. Just for Lloyd somewhere, it's like, I was frozen today. Yeah, but he ain't died, though. This motherfucker dead. <laughs> Popsicle out here. Mr. Freeze hit his ass. And Bill Murray. party. <laughs> not putting right me in the, the cooler. Dinosaurs. The Ice Age. <laughs> oh, she's watching Batman forever. Batman and Robin one day is going to be on this podcast. Yes. I have a fucking yes. 4K of it. She ain't never yes. seen no Batman movie. I wrote the original four Batman movies. Right? Mm-hmm. You've seen the newer one, the Dark Knights and all that shit, right? No, I've seen the original one. The 89? What's the one with, um, with what's his name? Jack Nicholson? Yeah. That's and the... the other one, too. With the Penguin and Catwoman? No. Is it Jim Carrey? Oh, that's Batman Forever. So you seen the one that the one with Jim Carrey, he was the real learner at Tommy Lee Jones' Two Face. Yeah. That's Batman Forever. I've seen that one. So and you said you the one with Jack Nicholson where he played the Joker. Uh-huh. Oh, so you see one three, you didn't see the one with and the three. penguin and catwoman, and you didn't see the one with Mr. Freeze and Poison Ivy? I don't think so. Damn, she skipped. Oh, oh well, I was gonna say she skipped the bad ones, but people don't like Batman forever. It's the people like one and two, they don't like three and four. I mean, I could always use a refresher, but I have seen them before. Well, we'll talk about something. But uh, <laughs> not a refresher, but uh so he's frozen. This is where Bill Murray that, Cause he's had moments of where he's like the care. He's kind of he's is is getting to him. It's breaking him down. He broke down and then he went to go run the old girl. But then girly pissed him off and he went right back to what he was doing before. But this one is where he really got because he's just like damn, bro. He's like I should have gave that two bucks. But then of course he starts being like, well, no, no. Actually, why the fuck did you leave? He's like, why didn't you stay where she took care of you? You'd have been warm. Why the fuck did you leave? So then he tries to spin it on dude. <laughs> and he's like, man, all right, I gotta get the fuck out of here. I got. He, so he sees a door. Bust through the door and he ends up on the Scrooge set again. But now the telecast is about to start. We're doing this shit live, so everybody's getting ready. He rolls the barrel into into the FCC girl again. That's right. The sistership woman gets hit by a barrel like it's Donkey Kong out here. Should have had that hammer, <laughs> but they throw his ass back up in his office, put him in the elevator, and because he sees the dude that's supposed to be like the 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 Grim Reaper ghost from the movie, but ends up being just the actor for the show. He's like, oh my god, relieved. So he goes up to his mm-hmm. office. He opens the gift from his brother that's up there. And it's a custom like made picture frame with their picture. And then he made a note. He's like, you know, to my brother, the best big brother, whatever the fuck. In the background on the TV, the go- the real ghost of Christmas future, the little Grim Reaper dude is starting to eke out a little bit. Like he- he's, I don't know, he actually know he does. He reaches out to him. But before they can grab his ass, your boy Elliot bursts in there with the double barrel and is licking shots Yo, on that ass. Bucking. That's right. We went no talking. We bucking out here. Bill Murray's trying to get the hell out of there. He's like ducking and crawling. Your man's just, what's he's singing one of them Christmas songs. I can't think of dude. He knows when you've been sleeping shit. Whatever song that is. Is that Santa Claus is coming uh, to town? Yeah, Santa Santa Claus is coming to town. Okay. So he's singing that and licking shots at this motherfucker. And Bill Murray, I was I was thinking like Bill Murray kind of stupid because he's standing by the elevator waiting on it to come. He's pushing the button. But he doesn't like press up against, he's not like hiding his body in that little 
section that you can. He's like still sticking out. He's like, I don't know how. To, he don't have his back pressed against the elevator doors. Basically, what I'm trying to say. He has his shoulder up against. Like, put your back against it, motherfucker. So you like, cause you can still hit that ricochet. <laughs> them bullets come and get you. But again, that's me probably thinking too much about this. That's me thinking in diehard terms. But right when your boy's about to bust that ass, the elevator doors open. He falls in, and the real Ghost of Christmas Future is here. And I was I was wondering about this part. I wonder if Anita's might might scare you. Cause I mean, you don't like that horror shit. I think I dozed off a little bit at this point. Oh, good. See, because there's a part where he sees the ghost and he thinks it's a dude, and he's like hearing all these noises. He opens up his like jacket, and you just see like a bunch of like spirits or some shit inside his chest, like screaming and moaning. Oh yeah, no, I missed that. Completely. Oh good, okay. So you didn't remember about that. Huh. So and he does that, and it's like it looks like some out of horror movies, like. Bleh! That type thing. And he, I did laugh because he shuts it and he kind of like looks off to the side like, and he opens again like, what the fuck? Like, and just to make sure like, did it? What the like fuck? So, he's like, uh, the uh, production crew's getting, uh, used a lot of money for this, didn't they? Like, That's a good effect right there. God damn. But then he's like, that's why he looks again. He's like, oh no, that, that, this shit is real. Motherfucker, it's the real ghost. And so, you know, he shows him the future. The first thing he shows him is uh, Calvin, Grace's son, is like locked up in a padded room now. And she's in there trying to talk to him. And he's like, oh, man, I mean, we can fix this. He's like, this is nothing. I got people in the medical field. You know, we can get him out of there today. Like, this is nothing. Then he's like, that dude's like, all right, well, fuck it then. He takes him to the next thing. And there he sees Claire. But on my notes, I put evil Claire because she looked like she's in a fucking David Lynch movie now all of a sudden. She got the white, like, mm-hmm. powder makeup on her face. And she's just like, yeah, man, you know, I don't know what I was thinking. Wasting all my time trying to help these fucking people. You can't help these people. He's like, it took it took a long time for me to realize, but thanks to a certain person now, I see the error of my ways. You can't help nobody. Fuck these people, basically. And your man see that, and he's just like, damn, that ain't, that ain't what I wanted. That ain't what I was trying to say, but it's too late. So the next thing he sees is a, a casket getting to be cremated, and his brother's wife is standing there, so he thinks it's his brother in there. But then his brother walk up, and he's like, wait a minute, who the fuck in there? And he like walks up. Yeah, he walks up and sees his name on there. And he's like, oh shit. Oh, it's me. Yeah. And he's like, yo, no. He's like, stop it. Turn the fire off. He's trying to pull back on. He's like, we can change it. It don't have to be this way. Yeah, exactly. And I ain't KFC. Colonel Sanders, turn this shit off. But then he he gets teleported inside of the casket. And you start seeing like his feet catch fire. And he's like, oh shit. And so uh, he's uh, banging on things. Like, let me out, let me out. And he wakes up. In the elevator, I'm pretty sure it's the elevator's doors open. But he's like, oh my God, I'm alive. And then your boy, like, not for long, motherfucker, because he's still standing out there with the shotgun. And Bill Murray basically just complete 180. Now, you talking about character switches. You get the ultimate character switch here because he's like, I'm alive. I'm happy. I'm hype. I'm a changed man. He gra- he's, be- he's so fucking different that your man Elliot is kind of scared now because he thinks this motherfucker lost his damn mind. <laughs> he's kissing him and he tells him, he's like, hey, how about. I hire you back, I double your pay, and I promote you to vice president or some shit. And he's like, uh, You want my office? He's like, Y'all never liked your office. He's like, ha, ha, That's so you to say that or something like that. And your man's just like, Yo, what happened to the real Frank, whatever the fuck? He's like, It's me. He's like, Well, it's not me, but it is me. You know, he's going crazy. He's like, I tell you what, roll with your mans. We got to go handle some business. So he goes over there and he actually takes over the fucking Scrooge program jumps in front of the camera and it just starts talking like, hey, gives his whole speech. I ain't about to do this shit verbatim. He basically like, look, I'm a, I was a fool, you know. 
Who the fuck does a live telecast on Christmas Eve? These people got family to be with. They got things to go do. Firmly. Firmly. And your boy's, um, what's in the Elliot is in the studio, or not, sorry, the production area. And he's like, I got the shotgun at them. And they're like, yo, you better not turn, you better not turn the motherfucking cameras off. You better keep, keep that camera rolling. <laughs> keep that feed live, baby. That camera rolling. That's right. Oh, this shit is real. But he's out there talking and everything. He's walking around and he ends up kissing How one of the- How many shows did Elliot buy? If you want to ask them type of questions, let's get deep into it. Where did he get that gun? Where did he get the shells? Oh, he remember he, he donated the donated the blood. Remember? Yeah. Well, I guess in 1988, maybe he. Well, he did look. He would. Oh, he fell out. That's right. He he passed out. So I guess that's saying he gave a lot. So yeah, I guess he yeah. gave enough to go buy a shotgun and a whole box of shells. Because yeah, like now probably. you say that he had a lot. <laughs> he probably gave a shotgun, a, a box of shells, and probably a, a bottle of uh, whiskey. He went to that same gun store from the Terminator with Dick Miller in there and bought all them shells. Remember, Dick Miller had shotgun shells just laying on the fucking counter, which oh, yeah, he would that. come to regret in that movie. That's a fucking series, Chris. I know she's never seen Terminator or Terminator 2. I haven't seen Terminator. I haven't seen Terminator in years. Oh, I'm about to say you never seen. I'm about to say you fucking lying. Is that I, the one? Arnold Schwarzenegger. I've seen the first one. Oh, you seen the original one? Yeah. Ah, see, oh no, you said you never seen Terminator original, 2. I've never seen Terminator 2. That's crazy to me the, that you've seen the original the first one. one's like basically a horror movie. Yeah, I've, I've had that debate with people where I'm like, I feel like that's actually a horror movie for real. Like, if you really watch the second one, is a straight up action. There's no denying the second one's an action movie. Mm-hmm. Everyone after the they first one is an action straight movie. Straight up pivot. Don't they go to like a club? Like he goes to like a club in the first one. It's called Tech Noir. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, yeah I've seen the first one. Yeah, because that's he points the laser at her like in slow motion. It just shows her coming on her head. Yeah. And Kyrie, get down. Yeah, I love that fucking movie if you can't tell. That's where you get Oliver Bach and all that shit. And he runs the car through the police station front door. The best. But you know, all right. Well, Terminator Two, we definitely got because I was thinking about it earlier because I went to wash clothes while you were gone, and you have a Terminator Two shirt. I'm like, she's never seen the fucking movie though. <laughs> I've had the shirt forever. I don't remember where I got the shirt from. That's funny. Probably was stolen, knowing how you operate. But... Yeah, it probably was. <laughs> <laughs> Unless she has, she got my, she got my Terminator. I'm oh, not Terminator. She got my Punisher shirt, my Street Fighter shirt, my Ice Cube shirt is on her right now. <laughs> I don't even wear my own clothes anymore. Mystery Science did a shirt she wore. You know, she dissed my show. This is basically how relationships work. What's, your, what's, what's yours is hers, and what her, what's hers is hers. What's mine's is mine's, and yours is mine. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Basically. Don't, don't you co-sign this fuckery, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it, it, it happens. Down it with happens. the matriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not looking forward to that. Oh, it's coming, Chris. Don't worry. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, man. Just to finish up, because we at the end of the movie, pretty much. He's he's going on and on about the he got the Christmas spirit, 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 spirit. And um, Claire sees it on TV. She goes to get a cab, and of course, it's the cabbie. The ghost of Christmas past picks her up, takes her to the place, and I forget because they show various times where Calvin is watching. What the fuck is that? What movie is that where they say God blesses everyone? Is that what is that? Oliver Twist? What is, what is that? Um, or is it a Christmas Carol? I don't fucking know. But <laughs> it is a Christmas Carol. Oh no! It's it's the, uh, Oliver Twist. I think that's the last line. Yeah. Now nah, I don't think Oliver Twist. Can I ask some more or whatever the fuck? Yeah. So he's well, I've been watching that on TV, and he hasn't speak the whole movie like I said because of PTSD. But after your boy is done finally doing most of his speech, he looks down at him and he's like, "Hey, what's good, little homie?" And he's like, "You forgot something. God blesses everyone, or something like." And he's like, oh, my God, he talked. 
Mm-hmm. And so he picks him up, holds him on camera, clears on key, pulls her on camera with him and everything. So I'm like, you know, this is my wife, you right? I love this woman, all that type of good shit. So they hug, they embrace everybody happy. He looks over to the side. All of the ghosts are there watching over him. And actually, Herman is there with the fairy ghosts. And he got fairy wings, too. I'm guessing they're a couple now. But they're all singing along. I forget what song they're singing, but they're all singing a song together. And the credits start playing, but the movie's not over yet. Because uh, yeah, Bill Murray breaks. Put a little love in your heart. There you thank you, Chris. That's what song they're singing. And uh, while they're singing, Bill Murray breaks the fourth one. He starts talking to the camera. He's actually talking to the audience in the theater. Because he's like, oh, yeah, you know, everybody on this side, you know, sing. And then he's like, all right, everybody on this side. He's doing like a wrestling thing and shit, almost how wrestlers are <laughs> doing. And then after that, then the credits start for real. And that is the end of the movie. That's what screwed. So now we're going to play promo. And then we'll come back and give you our thoughts on screws. I'm very curious about this one because we already heard somebody fell asleep a little bit. So <laughs> we'll be right back. Hi, guys. We interrupt your favorite podcast to... Interrupt you with an ad for your new favorite podcast. Wait, wait. Isn't this playing on somebody else's show? Exactly. So then how are we... I thought we were their new favorite podcast. Well, we're going to become their new favorite podcast after they hear this advertisement for our show. What's our show called, Justine? Superiority (laughs) Complex. Yeah. Where can they find us, Patrick? Uh, Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, exactly. You can go to at Soup Complex on Twitter, S-O-U-P Complex. And you can go to Facebook.com slash Soup Complex. But our main page is... On Podbean. And you can find us there at www.superioritycomplex.podbean.com. New episodes are out every Thursday. Justine, yes. what do we talk about on the Superiority Complex? Nerdy stuff. Perfect. Don't get all sensual with your voice. Yeah, did you hear that? I heard it. It's a little inappropriate. If you want to hear a little more of that, tune in to the Superiority Complex. One more time, Justine, what do we talk about? Nerdy stuff. Nah, wasn't no. the same. You tried. <laughs> And we're back. So, love in your heart. I know my bad, Chris. I know he's gonna drop a bar on him. I hit the volume too fast. <laughs> Anita, what'd you think about Scrooge? Though you said you never seen this before. Um, I thought I was gonna like it more than I did when we watched the trailer. I was like, Ooh. "Oh, this looks like it's gonna be a good movie." I didn't care for it that much. Ooh, probably unpopular opinion, but the amount of Screaming Bill Murray did to his lines just was <laughs> unnecessary. It was just too much screaming. Overacting? Acting. <sighs> yeah, he was just trying too hard to be a jerk, but it was just coming off as screaming and not jerkish as he thought. Uh, but as far as the idea, the concept, the things that they incorporated, like the storyline has been made. It's just a Christmas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but the way they incorporated, like I liked the the little fairy. What was she? Ghost, Ghost of, of Christmas, Christmas present. present. She was funny. The amount of abuse he got was just ridiculous. Is that vindicating for you? Yeah, it was just. It was. It was just a weird take on it, and I found it interesting. Um, like I said, the one eighties and his personality were a little off putting. It was just very abrupt, and I was like, "How did we get here?" Yeah. Um. It wasn't horrible. Okay. And then I'm I'm not gonna blame my f- dozing off for a second on the movie because I've just I just Long got day. back from a trip and then we were doing stuff today and 
It was a long day, but mm-hmm. um, I would give it a four. Four. It's a little bit lower than I thought it was going to be from all that. I was debating between a four and a five. Oh, okay. So, yeah, you gave, I was going to say you gave a Christmas with the Cranks a two. So it is better than Christmas with the Cranks. Yeah, I'd rather watch this than Christmas with the Cranks. All right. Not a fan, not a fan. Christopher, what you thinking over there? So, I had the opposite opinion. This has been my favorite. This has been my favorite Christmas movie this month. Oh, okay. I thought you were gonna say your favorite Christmas movie. Period. I was like, oh shit. Well, it's my favorite version of a Christmas Carol, actually. Okay, it's the only one I've seen, so I agree. (laughs) Bill Murray makes this movie for me Mm because, like, yes, he was like, he he. You just you just see he oozes charisma. That's what I've been missing. Like to, something somebody that like actually like oozes charisma. Nobody in this Christmas oozes charisma. A, I mean, eh, nah, <laughs> not for me. Legitimately, he just like he's good at being what uh, what he does is he's good at being a jerk. Yeah. Yes, some of his some of the um, attitude changes were kind of like whiplashy a bit. Abrupt, I will yeah. say that, but I never got bored with anything in this movie. It kept going at a, it was going at a good pace and yeah I I enjoyed it I enjoyed it it's something I would probably I would probably watch a I wouldn't say every year it'd probably be like something like what I'd watch every other year when I'm feeling like in the wanting to get in the Christmas spirit you know mm-hmm. get my holly jollies on yeah I'm between two numbers though mm, okay what you think mm. what you can you give it that bump or you gotta you gotta drive it. <laughs> <laughs> Doing it back to you now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give I'll give it the eight. Eight oh. or the eight for me. Okay. I was wondering if it's between the seven and the eight. That's I'll, a good score. Yeah, I, I, he. I guess that's true. He mm-hmm. said it was his favorite so far. Because what'd you give this Christmas? What'd you get that one? He didn't like I this Christmas as much as we seven. did. So you gave it a six. We, me, and Anita gave it a seven. You gave it a six. Oh mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And gave Christmas to the Cranks a one. So you definitely like this better. What are you done? <laughs> um, like Chris, I was also between two numbers. And like Chris, I will say, I, I mean, shocker, I like this better than Christmas to the Cranks like everybody else. I, I, I can see why as a kid I would like this movie because I was always, I mean, I, I say that like I'm not now. But as a kid especially, though, I was always, like, I always liked the bad guys better in movies. Like, I was... <laughs> Everybody wanted to be Luke Skywalker. I wanted to be Darth Vader. Like, I wanted to just fuck people up. And like, it was almost like there's a line in Goodfellas, another movie I got to show Anita sometimes she never seen, where it's like he, when he was describing Robert De Niro's character, he was like, he was the type of guy that would always root for the bad guys in the movie. That was me growing up. It's probably why I like the Punisher so much, too. You die a hero, you live long enough to be a villain. He's all right, Batman. But uh, <laughs> or, who, who was it? Who said that? Was that, was that Alfred? Who said that line? It was Alfred, I think. Michael Caine's Alfred. Michael Caine. We keep talking about Michael Caine. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, nah, I do like, highly enjoy the movie. Bill Murray is the best part. Just being an asshole to everybody. It is weird. I've never noticed it until now. Like I said, I'm paying more attention for the podcast. But there are weird, random-ass character shifts. Like, people change quick. I'm going to assume that's the problem yeah. of the writing and the screenplay. Where they're just like, hey, all right, no, fuck it. We got to get to this point. <laughs> it's convenience, yeah. It's a lot of convenience. I think it's because a lot of it is they have to follow that Christmas Carol formula, so they can't stray too far away. Because we got to get the three ghosts. Yeah. 
Because it's like we can have him be like, oh, you know, I fucked up with old girl, but we can't have him fall back in love and it work out. We got to make him still be an asshole. So fuck it. He just immediately is like, you know what? Fuck you then. Fuck your turkeys and your fuses. I'm going to go back. And we got to get him on that course still. So I guess that's just what happens when you got to follow that fucking plot so tight. But no. Plot. Plot. One of the things that even as a kid was always a bit of a letdown to me was the Ghost of Christmas Future part. Because that shit goes by so fast. It, for him to... It, was it feels like the payoff of him switching to the good version was unearned almost. Because all he really saw... I mean, he saw the kid in the, in the padded room and all that. And then he saw... Uh, what was other... What the fuck else? I don't even remember what the fuck else he saw no more. So like, oh, an old girl being evil and shit. And then he saw himself mm-hmm. dying, which is, oh, you always got to end with the dying, because that's really, I think, more than anything, was like, oh, I don't want to die like this, so that's why I'm going to be good now. But the other yeah. two things, when I, I mean, maybe it's just me, but like when he saw the kid in the cell and the girl being evil, I was like, so? <laughs> that might say more about me than anything else, but that wouldn't be, that wouldn't mm-hmm. trigger me to change all of my ways, but then that guy, like I said, death is going to trigger something, I guess. But that part always, even as a kid felt unearned. It felt weird. It felt random. It felt abrupt. But other than those little things, like I, everything else I, I enjoy, I was laughing a lot. Chuckles, sensible chuckles, actual laughs, you know, whatever. I was chilling watching the movie. Mm-hmm. And even like, I love Bobcat running around with the shotgun. His little whole little side quest yeah. he was going on was making me laugh. I love the ghosts. Girly whooping that ass. I love the cabbie <laughs> out there driving like it's Grand Theft Auto. Like, no, nah, I enjoy mm-hmm. this movie. I like Chris Dawes between two numbers. And you know what, Chris? I'm going to bump it, too. I'm going to give it an eight, too. Mm. I always like this movie. So, like Chris, we in agreement on that. It's best movie so far. One thing I just thought of that may, may, it may have made it better. Mm-hmm. What if Bobcat wasn't, didn't come in with the shot? He just came in with that. Uh, or found his gut. He just found his gut, his revolver in the, in, the, um, in the thing and just shot him from that. And then it turned to... It, that's what turned into the um, uh, the Ghost of Christmas Future. Oh, so he he became the future ghost. I can mm-hmm. see that, but it just it would all depend on how it played out, though. Because if that happened, but then he still saw the same three things, it would still feel the same to me. Yeah, like he's going he's going through he's going through like actually while well, actually fighting for his life. I guess it's because he wouldn't care. But I was even thinking too, like when they showed him like the present stuff, it's like they ain't even bothered showing what he did to that motherfucker. Like, you think he might feel bad about that, or that would play more into him, like, making him vice president later. It's like, oh, man, I really fucked that guy up. Mm, but yeah, I guess the road not taken, and that's why it only got an 8 and not a 9 or a 10. But I do like it, though. It's a good yeah. one. I recommend y'all check it out. So there it is. But first, Chris, I'm excited because we got to tell y'all some black history facts on the show, and we get to open up a brand new pack. Yeah. Unopened. This is volume five of the Black History Flashcards from American Intellectuals. This is all about Afro, Latino, and Caribbean. Get that new card smell. That's right. And first, I'm going to tell you all about Tim Hector. He's born November 24th, 1942, and unfortunately passed November 12th, 2002. He was a journalist and politician. Us as Hector was a politician cricket administrator, philosopher, newspaper editor, educator, and journalist. God dang, he did a lot. In 1968, he founded the Antigua Caribbean Liberation Movement, which supported the Cuban Revolution, socialism, and a pan-Caribbean vision. Today, Hector is considered to be one of the most influential figures of the pan-African movement. 
He fought to make black nationalism and uh, historical destiny and collective pride. Publisher of the outlet, a newspaper and fan the flame, an online column. Part of a 1990 human rights case known as Hector versus Attorney General of Antigua and others, which dealt with freedom of press, freedom of the press and speech. That was Tim Hector. Well, Chris, it's my turn to pick a movie next. And I've been going Ooh. back and forth lit- legit all week. I've, I've still not 100% decided, so we're going to talk this through real quick. I won't take up too much of your time. Chris, you almost were about to watch Jingle All The Way too. You, this, you were this fucking uh, close. This fucking close uh, to watching it. But I ain't going to do it to you. I ain't going to do it to you. And then I was like, well, we did Home Alone 1 and 2. Maybe we could do Home Alone 3. But then I was like, yeah. Oh God, I remember watching that. I remember watching it in the theater with you. Uh, <laughs> and Cameron and Andrew uh, but again I figured that would be the response and then I was like well maybe we can get the Silent Night Deadly Night but I'm like no let's keep Anita around she wasn't around all of Halloween she can't get out of this so mm-hmm. I'm I'm going it's not going to be Even a typical garbage day it's not going to be garbage day but I think we've, we've actually te- I've teased that at a lot throughout the episode so you might know where I'm going if you've really been listening in but I'm like, you know, this movie, it's not a typical Christmas movie. It's technically not a Christmas movie. It's an action movie. But it is highly Christmas. It's like Christmas is all up in this motherfucker. It's even a plot point in the movie that it takes place at plot. Christmas. And I've also just realized from talking that Anita has not seen it before. And I haven't seen it in uh, a very long time. And it's one of those movies where Cameron, for Christmas one year, got the VHS box set. And this tape didn't get played very much because it used to scare Cameron as a kid. And it's not even a horror movie. But it's got some weird shit in it. And I, wanna, I honestly just want to see how Anita's going to react to it. And especially since she's a fan of the genre as well. And she's Without further hesitation, Christopher, we watching Batman Returns. Yo, I actually watched it a couple months ago. You about to watch it again, Playboy, because that's my pick for the Christmas hustle. We watching Batman Returns, baby. Takes place Ooh. at Christmas. Get weird-ass Catwoman and Danny DeVito Penguin. Danny yeah. DeVito says a line in this movie that I've always laughed at, and as I get older, I just laugh at it even more, and it's crazy that it was able to be in this movie because Catwoman is... There, I'm not going to spoil it too much, but Catwoman's having a conversation with him. He walks up to her and he's like, ah, just the pussy I've been looking for. A1. Merry motherfucking A1. Christmas. So that's what we get next week. And it's also where Catwoman eats a bird. I ain't saying no more. And your boy. Michelle Pfeiffer was on one, folks. Yeah, man. It's, it's a wild fucking movie. And it's, it's, it's pretty gross at times. So. We getting that Christmas spirit like a motherfucker next week, boy. Batman Returns, baby. A movie that was so wild that McDonald's pulled their kids' menu or kids' meal toys from that movie. They was like, we are not promoting this fucking movie. That's how bad it was. McDonald's was like, no. <laughs> We're not doing that. Did they, re- they never place them with just like regular animated series toys? It's something, yeah, because... They had the they had the promo because like with the first movie they did even though the first movie had some questionable shit too but they did it but the second movie they were like no we we can't bruh we can't promote this like a kids movie bro are you crazy but we'll find out why next week Anita will find out why next week most of y'all probably already seen it before but I can't wait I was deciding between this I was, it was either gonna be it was between this and Lethal Weapon were the two I was mainly thinking about 
But I'm like, Batman Returns is like... I don't think I've ever seen the Lethal Weapon all the way through. Maybe one day in the future, but I was thinking between them, and I'm like, no, Batman Returns... You can't deny that it's a fucking Christmas movie. You know, it's not a typical... It is a Christmas movie. That is Christmas. And and it's the one Christopher Lloyd... I mean, not Christopher Lloyd, Christopher Walken movie that, like, the one Christopher Walken movie, I'm, I'm just like, you... Uh, I don't I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> you get to hear Chris talk about his namesake. <laughs> yes. Christopher is I'm not even fucking with y'all. My Aunt Jeannie named Chris Christopher Walken. So that's where he gets his name from. Not even kidding here. So we'll get to talk yep. all about him. So Batman Returns is up next. But Chris. It is not it is not how to go watch up up, up somebody's ass. Up, 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 his, up, ass. up his ass. <laughs> Where are they going to find you at online, Chris? It's not going to find it up his ass. Not up your ass. They will find it up. I mean, I don't know. It might be some girls. You might keep me about your ass. No. Nah. <laughs> silly. Nowhere, nowhere getting near up my ass. <laughs> you can find me on, you can find me on X. At uh, Chris Cross 0018. Yes, sir. You can find, um, find me on Facebook at Chris Smith. And uh, on Instagram at csmith0018. Yep. And, yep, and same as on threads. And that's it. There it is. Go holler at him. And neither can be found anywhere. There are hot takes, apparently. So there you go if you want to holler at Anita. <laughs> but if you want to follow the show on social media, you can follow us on X. X. At capital H, capital V, capital H, capital P, lowercase podcast, HVH podcast on X or Twitter, Home Video Hustle podcast on Instagram and threads, Home Video Hustle on Facebook, Home Video Hustle on YouTube. And if you want to help support the show and get bonus episodes, full video recordings of the podcast, and make us watch a movie of your choice, you can do so at patreon.com slash home video hustle. Three tiers $1 tier, $3 tier, whatever the hell you want to give us tier. One dollar tier, you get. I mean, you get everything with each tier. The real difference is, <clears throat> one dollar tier, you can make us watch a movie once. Three dollar tier, you just stay in the cycle as long as you're a three dollar patron. Three dollars and above, I should say. And we're going to get back to those soon. In January, we're going to finish up Harry Potter. And I think the way that the weeks line up in there, we can get like one Patreon pick two, but then we're going to get to <clears throat> fuck. <laughs> we're going to get my fucking throat. We're going to get to the Patreon picks. I'm sorry, uh, the Black History Movie Marathon in February and March, and then. Honestly, I think we just gonna blitz the rest of them Patreon picks to get them all done so we can finally get new ones in. So after the Black History Month Marathon, we blitz. Patreon blitz is what we're gonna do. Um, currently Patreon exclusive episodes. I don't know what the hell we're gonna do next. It might be Firefly. I don't know because we're about half. Oh, did we ever? Did we ever record? Did we ever record that that one we said we were gonna do with Blue Beetle? Oh, I forgot about Blue Beetle. That's right. We can still do that at some point too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We ain't. Done. <laughs> I, forgot I forgot about Blue about Beetle. That. So yeah, nah, that might be in the future too at some point. So. Come support the show if you fuck with us. And again, like I said, come back next week because the Christmas hustle continues with Batman Returns. So on that and note, you might see me go doing some so, doing some solo uh, solo shit in the future. Just stay tuned. That's right. I let I'll let you know on Twitter, and Chris will let you know too. And I think that's all I got from this episode, Chris. So I guess I'll just let him know one more thing. I'm Brent. Chris. Anita. And I forgot there's that pause. Oh, there you go. Have a good rest of your Friday. Have a good rest of whatever the fuck day you listen to this on. Scrooge is probably on TV right now if you go to AMC or somewhere, so it's not going to be hard to find if you want to watch it. Do you agree with and I, us? I, I, it's on Paramount Plus, too. Yeah, that's where we watched it's it on. It's on Paramount Plus. Because we watched it on Paramount Plus, so... 
do you agree with me and Chris? Do you agree with Anita? Are you somewhere in between? What do you think about Scrooge? What's your favorite version of a Christmas Carol? Let us know online. Tell us what you think about the episode. All that good shit like that. Leave podcast reviews on Apple Music and Spotify and whatever the hell else is out there. I don't know. You can just tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. And if you don't like us, fuck you. I'm going to restart this one. Here. <laughs> um, holly jolliness, all that good shit. See you next week. Peace. Peace. Hey. Christmas bells are ringing, carrying, carrying through the snow. Christmas bells are ringing.